Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 25 of the Moneyline Madness podcast. Yes, episode 25. I know it feels like it's been, you know, just a few episodes now, but we are already at 25. I'm here with my co-host, Andy B. How we doing, Andy? Uh, I'm doing amazing. Uh, this is the uh, Barry Bonds home run king number, number 25. We got that episode today. How about that? Number 25. Number 25. Of course, my name is Matt Cherico, your other co-host, and we're going to be running you through the NBA slate today. You know, the NBA playoffs obviously are cooking up very, very seriously. Um, these series are getting very physical. A lot of tension is building. Some injuries going on. We're going to talk about all of that. And then we're going to head over to the Diamonds and we're going to talk about today's baseball bets because we have a little bit of money over there as well. So, Andy, you want to take us into first hardwood game? Yeah. After a, uh, a an interesting night last night where there was a lot of uh, a close a couple close games last night where I was expecting or hoping for uh, close ones tonight. A couple of teams who had two nothing leads. Disappear. Yeah, disappear. Just gone. on the road. They went on the road, and they're gone. They're back home, tied series 2-2. I think we both are on the same wavelength that we think the Heat and Suns have to win tonight, or else they might probably they probably will lose. In the, Sun, in the Suns' case, I think they lose the series if they don't win tonight. But So we'll start with the first one because, obviously, stepping off first, we got the Sixers going to Miami. Like we said, who goes went, to Miami and wins first off, dude? Well, like, that and that Miami went to Philly. Who who the hell wants to go to Philly, right? And they go to Philly and their lead just disappears. So yeah. now they're coming home. They've got they've got to be on their heels. They they just have to be after after what happened. So I think uh, I've got them covering this three and a half spread. I think that's a good number. I think a four or five point win actually sounds very reasonable at home. Uh, you know, a health, a healthy-ish Philly team. I mean, I don't know if you've noticed it. I don't know if Embiid is one hundred percent. Definitely but not. He, he's looked solid, but he's not a hundred percent on the road. I think that hinders them a little bit. So we'll see there. But in terms of a player prop, I do have one for Philly. Tyrese Maxey under nineteen and a half. When I saw nineteen and a half next to Tyrese Maxey. I immediately hit the U. I had no idea why he was put at 19 and a half. So he that had does 18. feel high. He, yeah, I was going to say, I don't recall a game this series in which yeah. he's put up. I think he had tw- maybe 20 points in game one. But, but you're besides that, they're at Embiid American Airlines game. Arena. Yeah. yeah, and like you said, a lot more volume with Embiid out. Yeah. You're in Miami, and honestly, I don't know like the last time a team has gone into Miami and won yeah. a playoff game. Like That's yeah. really hard to do ever since you know the LeBron era. So. Yeah. I don't think uh, I don't think Maxi gets that at all. I also have Miami winning this game. I'm going with their money line here, though. Um, it is coming in a little bit lower at minus 166. I think just four points does seem a little much to me, just yeah. because of like yeah. I don't I don't know. But for right now, I think that's what I'm going to keep, just in case you want to parlay it with my other picks. So I think that that's a safe leg to take because if I added the spread in as a parlay with these other two picks for this game, I feel things get a little risky. So my other two picks with that being said, Tobias Harris under 14 and a half points. He is absolutely robbing the Sixers blind right now. Can we talk about that? Like his contract, bro, he's getting paid like 25 million this year and he's doing absolutely nothing. It's bad. 
There's a lot of bad contracts in this league. All right. There's, in this series, a, bro. It, yeah. Literally just in this series, I could name for like four awful contracts. Yeah, you can you can look at uh, both sides of this series. You could say, how's that guy get paid that much? But but every summer we come out of it looking at, you know, oh, this guy got paid. How'd this guy get paid that much? And then sometimes we'll come out of it looking, oh, yeah, there was no reason he should have got paid that much. Or we'll look at it like, Hey, that was actually a sneaky find. They overpaid a little bit, but they got him. You know who this year? I think Jalen Brunson, who's in the next game, you're going to look at his contract and you're be like, wow, that's a lot of money. That's a, the, I'm thinking like $24, $25 million a year. You're thinking, that's a lot of money, but somebody's going to have a really good player. So those types Somebody's going to open their pockets, and yeah, at that yeah. point, it's like, how, how big of a risk do you think this reward could be? Yeah. When and- it comes to Tobias Harris... I never understood it. They yeah, also no. without Horford too. That Tobias make- Harris never had a jump shot. Realistically, he his defense is kind of lackluster. He's just got a good build to him, and he doesn't really do much else besides that. He could take it to the rim and maybe give you a couple middies. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, he gives you snags a few rebounds, but like I said, he's playing lackluster defense, and like you can't provide that such like literally mid offense if you're not going to provide anything on the defensive end like that's just guys so mid. ass yeah yeah guys mid what can you say yep and then my other prop for this game james harden under two and a half threes uh his volume is through the roof he shoots like 10 a game seven to 10 a game he shot 10 last game and obviously he hit six and so you're probably like why the hell are you going to take his under well don't forget james harden's roots are him being a fat slob. So I'm going to literally just think that he resorts back to his natural state. And, you know, we're going to see him. I think he opened up the Twinkies after that last performance and he's going to come out and he's not going to hit it. I mean, he shot one for seven in all previous games of the series. So besides this one anomaly of a last game in which he came out and we saw a little bit of a flashback to his Houston self, I think that we're going to see the fat suit get brought out tonight and James Harden absolutely with it. Well, I did not expect we've had a lot of James Harden slander throughout the 25 episodes, but I don't think anybody's called him a fat slob like that. That is, <laughs> that, is that is tough. Um, to finish up this game for me, I had a, I said I had the the Heat covering the spread. I have their uh, player performance double with Bam Adebayo, 10-plus rebounds. That just feels feels pretty solid to me. I really don't see how he doesn't get that. And a Miami win, so I think that one's what a pretty easy coming? one. Um, let me uh, let me find it just because it's for so- – oh, here we go. For some reason, it listed under the parlay, plus 255. Okay, so, plus 255 nice for little player performance. And then my parlay of the money line, Tobias under and the Harden under – that comes in at a plus 379. So I'm, I'm digging those for a little three-legger that seems pretty light. And for everything that's been going on, definitely like that a lot. So, yeah, if you want to take us into the next game, I know we have some stellar picks over there. Yeah. So the other night, we absolutely killed on the Suns game, I believe. I know I had a moment that I, I will never forget. Sitting on my couch, not watching the game, unfortunately, because the Mets were on. Come on. Had a doubleheader the other day. Um, I had Dorian Finney-Smith. I went on FanDuel, and I saw 10-plus points in a Mavs win. I always expected the Mavs to win. When they're at home, they're a really tough team to beat. And so I had them winning. And then I saw Dorian Finney-Smith, everybody's favorite player, right, getting 10 points. That's, he can do Household that name. His, you know? Florida superstar Dorian Finney-Smith. Yep. Easy. 
So I put it, and and then I see, and, and I go on, and I get a Bleacher Report notification. It says, DSF leads the Mavs to a win. And I'm like, what? How many yep, points did this guy right. have? And Dorian Finney-Smith with 24-8 and eight leading the Mavs to a win at home against a 64-win team just seems like it seems like something they write in Hollywood. It no, really it, does. So. It, it, it really was, dude. Watching the game, it was incredible. He couldn't miss. And you saw the confidence when he was pulling up that he had it in his bag that night. Hey, they, they need a third score. They did. They, and he was uh, he was the one to be called upon, and he, he picked up the phone. So with Chris Paul, you know, fouling out and getting into that foul trouble, obviously super early, four fouls in the first half. Yeah, he wanted to find the fan in the parking lot. Yeah, no, it made life a lot harder on the Suns. Luka was facilitating. Brunson was scoring as well. And we saw that Dorian Finney-Smith, as a result, was the one to, you know, really take advantage of this and able to find his game. So I like it a lot. And I like Dorian Finney-Smith again tonight, truthfully. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, with that being said, uh, I have Dorian Finney-Smith's points line, 12 and a half. That's half of what he had last game. Disrespectful. Gonna get thirteen. That guy's gonna get thirteen in his sleep. In his sleep, everybody. He went to Florida. I hate him, but come on, he's a great player. So yeah. yeah, that's the Mav side that I have. I have uh, the Suns covering the six. You, I know we disagree on this one. I, I think six is solid. I, I could see them with a six point win with a push here or a seven point win, eight point win. Just at home, it feels different. I do like Phoenix. no, I do like the Suns in this case if for the spread. I don't like I do. my I don't like Miami as much because I feel like Miami pulls out nail biters. Like mm-hmm. I don't know why I said it like that, but I feel like Miami pulls out awesome. nail biters constantly. And uh, I don't know. I just don't trust Miami as much as I trust Phoenix in this case. Yeah, I. It, it's always in the playoffs you kind of realize. I've, I've realized that watching the, the Buck series, when you're at home, it's a lot different. The energy is a lot. When you, when you watch baseball, you're like, okay, this isn't like it's a home or away game. It's, it's a field, like playing in a field against with a lot of people. In yeah. basketball, you really see the home court advantage. Yeah, and, drastically. And the Heat, obviously, they have one of the best in the league. But so do the Suns. I, the Suns aren't usually good. So oh, this Suns is have like a fantastic yeah. home court. So this is like, this is really cool for them. They were in the finals last year, and now they're trying to get back after being a team that we used to laugh about. TNT used to laugh about the Suns all the time. So this is a cool moment. So their home court advantage, I think, might be. If I don't know if it's the best left because I know the Heat and Celtics have such great home court advantages, but the Suns have the best in the West right now. They they yeah. they just have a fan base. It's up there with the Warriors, 80. I would say for sure. Well, the Warriors can fuck off, all right? They, they, <laughs> how many wing? How many rings does that team won? They don't. No, I agree. I agree entirely. Uh, one thing about the Suns and one guy that I see tends to fr- thrive off that home court advantage, Jay Crowder. I mean, Jay Crowder in this series has been absolutely torching the Mavs, and I know you're a big fan as a Celtics fan. Bossman uh, ninety nine. Yep, Bossman ninety nine oh. is that guy, and uh, honestly, I like him a lot too. He's been winning my, me money, and he's been uh, lining my pockets a little bit. So, with that being said, his line right now is sitting at ten and a half points, and the man has gotten fifteen plus every game of this series. Like, like we're saying about Dorian's line, this is just disrespectful. Truthfully, yeah, it is. He's he's torching them, and. He's put up 15, 17, 19. Like, give the man his respect. We're hammering home the 10 and a half points, and I'm adding in Jay Crowder over two and a half threes. 
I just think that that's just unserious, truthfully, the fact that they're giving him that low of a line. And I'm going to hop on it and take advantage of it all day. I'll give you five bucks if you can name me Jay Crowder's college. Jay Crowder's college. Oh, my God. Was it? In the other game, there's a player who was his teammate in the Heat game. Him and Jimmy Butler played at Marquette together. I was going to say he wore black and gold, bro. Yes, they played at Marquette. I was going to say black and gold, but I just couldn't think of it. I thought, hey, we're going through Dorian Finney-Smith. We might as well go. Marquette. GG's. So you want to wrap uh, wrap this uh, NBA day up and uh, with with uh, one more bet I have. I have one Send more. me. And it, we we you and I debated this. We debated yeah. two actually. This one I'm very cautiously. I'm not putting. I would not put a lot on it. Jalen Brunson and DeAndre Ayton, forty plus combined points. It's tough, but like you said before, with the pick and roll being there with Chris Paul. Hopefully playing more than 23 minutes today. Um, him and DeAndre Ayton getting assist to Ayton. I think Ayton can give me 25, I would think, at home. Can Brunson just give me 15? Can he? Like, I know they're kind of conflicting because if Chris Paul's on the floor, he's guarding Jalen Brunson. But if he's on the floor, he's helping Ayton. So it's very conflicting. But I think I think he can give me 15, right? So I'm going to stick with that. He just got 18. I know Paul was off the floor a lot. I, I think 15 should be good for Brunson. So they can combine for 40 there. So that is that. That one comes in at plus 160. So it's not okay. a bad one. Yeah, the only thing, like I had mentioned off air, the only thing that scares me about Brunson is the fact that Chris Paul is going to be playing the whole game now. And when we have seen Chris Paul play the whole game against Jalen Brunson, things haven't necessarily went the way that Brunson wants them to go. And his points have resulted in... You know, a little bit less, but with you, obviously the point that you're making with Aiden, uh, we talked about it, that as well. I, the pick and roll with Aiden is just contagious at this point. Like he's an absolute monster down there. And when Dallas doesn't have anybody to stop him, I mean, he could roll to the rack and get as many rim shots, pause as he needs. So I, it is what it is. I have my I surprise have bet like still. Does. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have uh, my surprise bet and, uh, this one, I know it's going to, you know, tickle your fancy a little bit. It's a little bit not something that we've talked about on Moneyline Madness here, but I'm looking at it and I'm like, I really think that this one could come home. I have the Mavericks winning the first half. Ooh. So that oh, comes in God. at plus 164. And I think that they go into the half up and just Phoenix has that third quarter takeover and has that kind of Devin Booker, Chris Paul rally come the second half and Luca is more of a first half performer. I don't know if you've noticed, but he comes out and he'll give you 25 points in the first quarter, like not like on something light casually. He'll drop like a 25, four and two in the first quarter. And then all of a sudden the second quarter, third quarter comes, he gets a little more quiet, but they always tend to get off to a slightly hotter start. Um, So for plus 164, I like the value of it truthfully. And uh, I'm going to ride with that one as a little bit of an ace up my sleeve in this game. I like that one. That's a good one. I, that is something that we don't usually do do a lot of, but you look at first half of like all the games that have been happening and you feel like it's always a one, two point game and it could sw- it always swings in like the final minute of the first half. So that's a really good one. You can see a three pointer with like 20 seconds left changes and you got your money. So I, I like that one. Spec- cause we, I think we both expect a close first half anyway. So that's a good one. For sure. Appreciate you. So uh, you want to head over to, the baseball fields and uh I, I think we should. 
There's a lot going on. RT, hey, listen. One and two over here. It's lonely at the top, isn't it? It is. You it's love. It's, it's it's so just the boys. You know, I I've seen the same stat like fifty times that L.A. and New York both have first place teams for like the first time ever. Like all four of their teams are in first place, which is insane because their teams are like the old, very old teams. But in New York, this summer is going to be insane with how good these teams are. It's not a fluke here. I don't think either team's a fluke. So. Yeah, we're seeing uh, it, it's kind of more of a night in, night out thing for the New York teams in comparison to L.A. Like there's magic being made for these New York teams every single night, whether it's, you know, we saw Nestor Cortez's no hitter or it's the Mets putting up. What was it? Seven, eight runs in that ninth inning, seven, like uh, seven, seven inning, runs. Yeah. In the, yeah, seven runs in the ninth inning. And then they had the no no hitter combined no hitter like yeah. last week so la is also winning games but the magic is being made in new york man and we're yeah. seeing it so with that being said i'm taking yankees money line tonight up oh. against the blue jays obviously you know the division rival but yeah yeah I, yeah I gotta hammer home the yankees money line they're at home 706 p.m and they're going up against kikuchi and so the last time they faced kikuchi in toronto i'm pretty sure they gave him four runs and two innings yeah. So, so they they shelled him. Um, yeah, it was definitely a lot because he got pulled very early, and it impacted that series pretty heavily enough for us to come out of there, win that game, and uh, take two out of three in Toronto, which was absolutely massive, obviously for a division rival. Yeah, he uh, he had a start of three and a third and five uh, and five runs at one point. Yeah, he is a. Uh, He's a soft tossing lefty, which is never a good sign when you're facing Aaron Judge or yep. John Carlos Stanton. So yeah, and now As, we're in New York, so things are about to get really. Shiny. We're at a little league ballpark. Yep, apparently. respected Williamsport. Respect. Yeah, respected. <laughs> I also have Kikuchi under five and a half strikeouts, yeah. and uh, parlaying that with the Yankees pick comes in at plus one thirty nine. So I don't know. Yeah. I'm digging it. Like we were going through it before we before, off air. I mean. We everybody talks about how much how much the Yankees strike out. They're on the bot in the bottom half of the league in strikeouts right now. So I, I usually make fun of them for it. They're not really doing it that much right now. So it's tough to make fun of them. Of course, when the guy who strike goes 0 for four and strikes out every at bat is off the field like Gallo was, that'll help because that's like four strikeouts every game. But or at no, least three. absolutely at least. Well, it's a guaranteed. Like if you could bet two. Like death yeah. taxes, Joey Gallo giving you two strikeouts. Well, like those thing things is, are consistent. He'll get up four times. He'll hit his home run in the first inning, second inning, whenever he hits. And then the next three will be strikeouts. But hey, he'll go in the press conference. I had a good day. I had yeah. a good day. Today. I yep. did my job. Yeah, so. hit that home run. <laughs> yep. That's all that matters to Joey Gallo. Yeah. Well, we were talking about the New York teams. I did bring up the LA teams. Something FanDuel, I have not seen them do a lot of, but they have an odds boost and they have a combining. L.A. and L.A. tonight, the Dodgers and Angels, both winning today. They have to play today. So they're in the West Coast, I think, both games. I don't think you have to worry about them not playing. Actually, I'm wrong. The Dodgers are in Pittsburgh, but I don't think it's supposed to rain anywhere in the East Coast. It's a really nice day today, so they should be fine. They're not going to get rained out. Dodgers are going to beat the Pirates. The Pirates suck. They're going <laughs> to beat right? the breaks off the Pirates. Gonna, it's not even going to be close. Be the, the reason the odds are where they are, which is plus 230 is because the Angels are playing the Rays. Now, I know everybody's like, the Rays, they're a great team. The Rays are starting Corey Kluber. He's had a decent start to the year, but not great. 
The Angels are starting to get healthy. Mike Trout's back in the lineup and everything. They're hot right now. They're hot, too, man. They're a good a guy team. like Kluber who's throwing, you know, like low to mid 90s and really not giving you many different pitches. He really relies on that change up heavily. I think with a lineup like the Angels, they could absolutely come out and crush him. And I know you you might look at the uh, the rate the Angel starter tonight, and it's Reed Demp- De- Detmers. He's a uh, he's not great, but he only pitches like three innings in a start. And the rest of their bullpen, I don't know if you you've seen this. The Angels bullpen has my favorite reliever of all time, and they are really good. So if they get to the third inning and it's scoreless, I think it's really easy for the Angels to win that game. So the Angels and Dodgers to both win, one's a guarantee. Uh, that comes in at plus 230. That's an odds boost. So I like that one. Sprinkle a little bit on that one. I, I don't hate that one at all. Nah, dude, I, I like that a lot, truthfully. And it comes down to just the Angels, like you said, because yeah, the Pittsburgh was... Pirates really ain't nothing to me. So it comes you know down to the crazy? Angels, and I'm, I've been swung. So the, the Pirates aren't the worst team in their division, and that is sad because the Pirates haven't been trying to win for years. They no, have been but then to again, win. you have a team – like the Reds, who are absolute punching bags of the like of Major League Baseball, and it's it's bad, man. Like Rob Manfred might need to step in soon with how bad it's getting in Cincinnati. Well, this is the first year of that. Could you imagine? Because they still have Joey Votto. They they're six and twenty three. Could you imagine what it's gonna be like next year and the year after that? They're yeah. not gonna get better. They're only is, gonna get worse. They're is, not gonna uh, sign good players. Is is Joey Votto a Yankee? Is that Joey, a- v- Joey Votto might be living at a at a retirement home very soon. Yeah, no, nah, he might just pack it in truthfully. But I mean, hey, I would take him. He could take. He could fill up a spot. Yeah, play. Anthony Rizzo. I don't need him. Nah, he could DH. Probably. Hey, it's another bat that would. If the Yankees were to get somebody, it would be somebody like Joey Votto because yeah, they, they, they just well, love a name. They just love. Well, I think the Yankees. The only hole the Yankees have is catcher because like I, they have three catchers yeah. who are exactly the same. Like yeah. They don't You're hit not and they catch anything people. great. Yeah. Yep. Well, I have uh, a couple more bets here. We're staying West Coast for this one. And I'm going to go with Mike Clevenger. Uh, he is pitching for the San Diego Padres, obviously, tonight going up against the Chicago Cubs. I have him over five and a half strikeouts coming in at minus 126. The Cubs strike out a shit ton. Mm-hmm. And they're one of the worst teams in the league right now. Yeah. So. We're just hopping on that bandwagon right there, kicking them while they're down a little yeah. bit. There's a uh, lot of Cubs hate. A lot yep. of Cubs hate. Yeah, we're sticking with Mikey Cleavage and his yeah. uh, over five and a half strikeouts. So give me that all day. I like that one. I'm also in the. I'm on that game. I don't have anything strikeouts. I have the Padres covering the the one and a half. I, that is plus one forty, and that is free money. The Cubs suck. So, and their oh. best pitcher just went on the injured list with COVID. It. It's really bad in Chicago right now. And the White Sox, too. It's tough for that city. I, we were it's talking tough. about L.A. and New York. Right the in the Bulls middle, you got, got Chicago. The Bulls got schwapped. And uh, it is what it is. So, sorry. Not in the playoffs, I don't think. Oh, that's tough. Sorry, but not sorry. Rest in piss to Chicago. Yeah. So, yeah. we'll be seeing you. Um, no, we won't. Not no, for a long, long time. <laughs> uh, one more bet from my side of things. I have going to uh, Seattle. Robbie Ray going up against the Phils. I think we're we're both in agreement Ditto. on this one. Oh right? yeah, uh, over six and a half strikeouts. Uh, Robbie Ray, he's handsome. It's at minus one twenty eight. The proof is in the pudding. Yeah. He's they're going up against the Phillies. The Phillies suck, bro. Yeah, the Phillies are garbage. Horrible. And truthfully, like. 
they got a bunch of little leaguers on that team. So I think five and a half or six and a half strikeouts uh, is coming pretty easy to a guy like Robbie Ray, you know, who has a versatile kind of. Yeah, no, he's a scion candidate like this late in his career for him to be a scion candidate is yeah. extremely impressive. Um, he's adapted to the new age of baseball and he's added so many pitches to his repertoire that like it's really you like his fastball plays up a lot more often than not so his fastball be sitting at like 92 93 miles an hour is coming in at like it looks like 97 98 because he has so many other pitches to mix up in there you know when he's throwing you three different off-speed pitches on top of that fastball it's going to seem a lot harder for that thing to be hit so i really like robbie ray the phillies are absolute butt cheeks sorry joe girardi sorry dd gregorius i love you guys but you guys are butt cheeks packing all the day both probably going to be packing their bags soon so don't you worry about that they're going to be fine um uh, so the, the key to look at that is Robbie Ray's a lefty. And if you look at so far, the two best hitters for the Phillies, Bryce Harper, who lefty and yep. Kyle Schorber lefty. lefty. Yep. So you look at the other ones, the righties, JT Rio Muto can't hit anything right now. Nick Cassianos can't hit any, like Nick Cassianos lost it. It looks, it looks really rough. It looks for him. bad. It looks like he got a bag and he shit the it bag. Does. And you know what? There's two players like that because as good as Schwarber looks against the Mets every time they play him, and it is insane, he turns into like Barry Bonds with when he's on against the Mets. I don't know what his batting average is against other the Mets, uh, against teams other than the Mets. Got to be below 150. That guy doesn't do any. Every time I watch him, he was hitting two third. He was hitting like 180 going into the Mets series. He left it with 220. Then they came back and played two series against other teams, played the Mets again. He had like a, a 180 again. Like it's like he didn't get a hit. So yeah. Kyle Schwarber, lefty, tough. Bryce Harper, lefty. He, those are strikeouts for Robbie Ray right there. You can count Schwarber for two tonight. Like, yep. so those types. And that's a team that strikes out a lot. What city do you think we hate on more, Philly or Chicago? Because you and I hate on them so much. Truthfully, we should put I don't know. Like it's, a it's fun out. to rag on Philly. <laughs> and I think after my James Harden rant earlier, I yeah. think Philly took it for yeah. right now. But just wait until the basketball season comes back around. Wait cool. until Alex Caruso's back on the court, and I'm just yeah, ripping. Wait that until guy. football season. I'm a Packer fan. Football. I don't like the Bears. I yeah, do not like fact. the Bears. Just so a, I, yeah. And you're a Giant fan. You don't like the Eagles. So we'll even it out. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's a fact. That is a fact. Yeah. Well, I think that's uh, that's what we got tonight. That's what those are the yeah. uh, those, those are, are our picks for today. Players. Yeah, in case we have any more, don't forget, follow us on social media at ML Madness Pod. Uh, the boys are active. The boys are posting clips. The boys are posting everything under the sun at this point. So oh, yeah. let us know what you want to see from us, and we will be back with another episode soon. Thank you for tuning in to Moneyline Madness, episode 25. It has been real. Peace. Go, dogs.